0: Welcome back to the N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Dax, and joining us, we have Games Editor Mark Kalaroff.
1: Still no Hollow Knight Silk Song,
0: <laughs> But of course, it was trending on Twitter today. Uh, and also with us is Indie Games Editor Campbell Gill.
2: But who needs Hollow Knight when you can go on a date with a sword?
0: That is the ultimate question. We are, of course, referring to Nintendo had a Indie World Showcase today. Uh, just this morning, so we're still coming off of that, and I thought it was just banger after banger, really, really great showcase. So we're kind of gonna run through the list here. Unfortunately, no Silk Song, no Silk Song data announced, but as we've said many times on this podcast, pretty sure it's gonna get its own uh, direct at this point. I'll just dive right in. I mean, why, why, why wait? So the first trailer was for Bomb Rush Cyberpunk uh game title of the year 2021 even though this game is coming out next year what what do we what do we think about uh, about bomb rush cyberpunk what no oh. cyberfunk Cyberpunk? i'm i'm saying it wrong
2: don't defile this game with a cyberpunk name cyberfunk didn't mean is to. superior in all ways it probably <laughs> hopefully uh, give, it won't be me, nearly as buggy but we'll see uh, give me cyberfunk no cyberpunk Exactly, cyberpunk superiority, supremacy, Mm -hmm. one might say, but really this was such a perfect way to start the show, because I don't know about you guys, but I have been anticipating this game for some time, actually, because... This is the the Jet Set Radio follow-up that I think we all want and need at this point. The mm, kind that mm. Sega won't produce. There have been plenty of games that have that similar aesthetic, but maybe not the exact same gameplay, or they don't nail the aesthetic, but they have pretty good gameplay. This one seems to just be firing on, on all cylinders at this point. Yeah. Created by the developers of Lethal League, which was a game that I loved a few years back. It's really wonderful to see them going in this direction. And seeing that it get confirmation for Switch was really just wonderful. Getting that music blasting for the very first announcement of the Direct was just fantastic.
0: Yeah, it looks really, really, really good. Cell shaded, you know, you're grinding around on rails and jumping off and doing tricks, doing graffiti. Like, it just looks very cool.
2: Same composer as Jet Set Radio as well. I've never played oh, Jet Set really? Radio,
0: so I don't have any I don't have any nostalgia for that uh, series. But I know a lot of people love it.
2: So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've played the games a bit. I wouldn't say the gameplay holds up all that well, but the aesthetic, the style, the attitude—it's yeah. just fantastic. So seeing that translated to a game that hopefully feels better to play than the the old Sega games will be fan- will be really great. Yeah.
0: Well, and and uh, one other thing I want to point out about this game, so. At the end of the trailer, they dropped that it's not going to be coming out till 2022. But we did get the recurring theme of limited console exclusive in early 2022. So that was going to be a recurring theme through most of this showcase. Was a lot of these games are going to be exclusive to Switch for at least you know their first uh, you know couple of months or weeks of release, which I thought was very interesting.
2: It. I don't really think that timed exclusivity is a huge deal per se because it means that it's going to come to additional platforms later anyway. Yes, I think it does solidify the Switch's position as the de facto indie platform. Now it is the
0: yeah, it is the home for indies at this point. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. uh so yeah, moving right along, this one looked really interesting to me. Toem, am I saying that right? Toem. It does photo adventure. Yeah. Uh just looked very, very cute. Uh, again, a kind of a recurring theme. A camera-based, they called it a cozy game. I think they even used the words cozy game in the direct. Looks kind of like, not like Pokemon Snap necessarily, but it's a, it's kind of a third, what it was, it's like a third person game, right? But then you can zoom in with the camera. That seems yeah. to be the
2: case, yeah.
1: It seems to yeah. be focusing on picture-taking. It literally looks like if Chicory, A Colorful Tale
0: focused just yes. on the picture-taking. I thought it I thought it was Chicory for like half a second. I was like, oh, dang, they're bringing Chicory. Just because the, the, it's kind of this hand-drawn yeah, artistic style. Yeah, the art style, the black and white. Yeah, yeah, but then it was something different, which, yeah, I'm I'm totally on board. It, lo- it, it, it looks like the characters are traveling to different locations that are kind of in a... Uh, like a three quarter like an isometric sort of view like a three quarters kind of view and then you can zoom into first person and take pictures of stuff with a little camera it looks really really cute and really really good and they they emphasize many times during the during that little trailer like it's relaxing it's cozy it's meditative like i was like yeah that sounds like exactly what i need so i was very very hyped
2: for that well it really just solidified the coziness to see the developer description of it afterwards and they're just walking through this idyllic yes. forest it's just it looks so ideal and it was dude so I, was cool. to, yeah, yeah, I, I was about to yeah i was about to say that i love how in the indie worlds they always put the focus on the developers as well this was the yeah. first game of the show to have one of those developer breakdowns of it and having it not just be in an office but actually in the middle of a forest yeah. was really
0: just lovely well, I'm I'm not convinced that the Scandinavians haven't figured out the technology to develop in the forest. I feel like, like I feel like that was their studio, Campbell. You know what I mean? Just I'm pretty the sure. I think
2: that's... they just harnessed the magic of the forest, and that's yeah, all they they,
0: they, yeah. They were these these guys. <laughs> again, I, I'm not familiar with this this studio. Something We Made is the name of the studio, and I, I don't know anything about them other than these Scandinavians seem very friendly and cool. And this game comes out in the fall, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Oh, move, moving on is a game I actually played uh, on Steam. Uh, loop hero Uh, it's about time I man I loved this game on steam I would absolutely double dip for this game on switch it's like the the whole time I was playing it on steam I was like damn I wish I could throw this on the switch because it's it's the perfect blend of an idle game it's a perfect type of game to to be playing while you're watching something on TV or while you're listening to podcasts or something like that it's oh my god it's gonna be perfect on switch Campbell, uh, you've
2: written about it, right? No, this was all Cameron. No, was, I mean, I wrote me. an Inky spotlight before it came out, but I never actually played the game. But it's why yeah, I no, wanted no, to play no. for so long because even yeah. after listening to Cameron talk about it, reading Cameron's review, listening to other podcasts talking about it, this gameplay is just so different than anything else, and it's so yes. strange to describe that I still don't really understand all that the game is, so I feel like I just have to try it out at this point, and of course yeah. there's no better way to do that for this kind of game than on Switch.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, short, you know, the condensed version, it is, a, it is an RPG where you don't really control the character. Like the, the character walks along a path, but that's, he's, he's, he's auto moving. You don't control his movement at all. You encounter enemies, you don't choose battle commands. It's like auto battler, right? Mm-hmm. What, you can, what you can manipulate is equipment and um, certain stats and uh, certain abilities, but you're not like choosing, okay, I'm gonna attack with my sword. I'm going to defend with my shield. It's like, no, all that stuff is automatic. So the, the kind of the fun of the game is figuring out okay I know my I know my character is going to hit this enemy at this time because he's walking towards him I can't stop him walking so it's like how do you manipulate the battle in your favor do you build like a turret or something you know do you build something near him so that he that that takes advantage of of his movement do you find some good equipment and equip it on him before he reaches the enemy stuff like that it's it's very difficult to describe this game but I highly recommend it and I'm really stoked that it's coming to Switch. I really do think it'll be perfect on that system. Does that have a uh, release date? Uh, this holiday is all they gave in the direct. So I'm, we can presume November, <laughs> December, somewhere in there. But again, the perfect type of game for, like, you know, you're watching a Christmas movie, you just want to kind of have something on in the background. It's the perfect game to to do that with. So yeah, if if either of you do get the chance to play it when it comes out in a couple months, we got to talk about it on the show because I I just, I need somebody else to help me grapple with how to describe this game. Um, uh, Moving on is a game, a sequel to a game that I never played, but that our own editor-in-chief, Rick, absolutely loved. The game is called Far: Changing Tides, and it is a sequel or a spin-off or a follow-up or something to the game Far: Lone Sails. So it looks really good. It looks kind of like inside. It's like a 2D side-scroller situation, and uh, I don't know. I'm not, I think I guess it's some kind of a
2: puzzle platformer. Does, does that seem correct? It does seem it seems to. right. Yeah, I've never played it either, but. After reading Rick's review back in the day, I remember reading it and just being like, "I have never heard of this game. I know nothing about this game, but it sounds incredible." So it's great that apparently it was incredible enough to get enough success to have a sequel.
0: Yeah, and good good for the good for this this team. Uh, again, it's always half the fun of these indie showcases is is learning about you know developers that you've never heard of before, and then seeing like, "Wow, this this game looks really good." Oh, it doesn't come out for a few months. Well, let's see what else they have. And in this situation, it's like, oh, wow, this game doesn't come out for a little bit. Early 2022, we don't we don't know what that means. It could be January, it could be February, it could be March. But it's like, well, in the meantime, I guess it's the perfect opportunity to check out the previous game. So I think that's a very, very cool.
2: And it looks uh-huh. really cool, too, just graphically, aesthetically. I was really surprised to see a game like this running on Switch at first, honestly. Um, some of the effects and the environments look... Really cool and advanced in a way, so I'm really looking forward to seeing more of this. Even if I didn't play the previous game, it looks really neat.
0: Yeah, I the the aesthetic is really really cool. It's uh, it's it takes place some kind of a, a some kind of a water world situation, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of post apocalyptic flooded landscape. You're, you're he's, the, the main the player character seems to be riding some kind of a steampunk submarine which is really, really cool. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sold. I, I, hope it's, uh, I hope it's good, and I cannot wait to, to delve into the original, and then kind of dip into the sequel. I think that's great. Oh, here we go, uh, Necrobarista Final Pour. Uh, again, this is a game that was out on Steam or, or, or something previously, maybe even bigger platforms, I'm not 100% sure, but this seems to be some kind of a definitive collector, collected edition of that game. It looks kind of like a visual novel, I'm not 100 percent sure what the actual gameplay of this game is, but it seems cool. Like I love it's something. I think the I think the premise is I, I don't know if you're helping like the souls of the damned or or what, but uh, basically like people are visiting this coffee shop before they go to the afterlife. Something like that. I, I could be misinterpreting. That's what
2: it seems to be. Mm-hmm. Something like right, that. The premise. The, the last time that. All the dead souls get to hang out before they go to the afterlife, I think was what it was or the last time they yeah. get to mingle with the living.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, it, it sounds cool. The premise sounds neat. It, it has kind of a like a PlayStation 2 graphics vibe. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like kind of chunky polygonal cartoony looking characters. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, very hyped for, for that game. It looks I don't know, it looks good. I, again, I don't know anything about it, but it came out apparently today. Which is going to be a running theme for the rest of these uh, these games. Mm-hmm.
2: This was <laughs> the start of the storm for the rest of yeah. the direct.
0: Yeah, I think I think for a lot of us when we were watching this direct, we started to have that moment of like, oh, oh, that's that's out, that's out right now. That's out in 20 minutes. Like, oh, I guess I gotta I gotta get my get my switch out and start downloading. Um, so that's really really cool. So ho- hopefully uh, we can get some coverage on that game since it is out right now. Yeah, love that. Love to see more things being poured to Switch. Uh, so then they they had a little a little baby showcase of things that are out today. They just kind of ran through like I don't know three or four games. Uh, Garden Story, which we should say we should say all these three games we're probably gonna talk about in next week. in depth in the future. Um, Garden Story. So we got a code for that. I'm gonna start playing that today. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon. Campbell's playing that right now. I know we've been waiting for that one for a long time. Um, and this totally shocked me. Axiom Verge 2 also dropped today. Like, to me, I was like, oh, I assumed that would get more fanfare. But no, it just came out today.
2: This um, segment was just ridiculous, because I saw Garden Story show up, and I was like, whoa, that's a big announcement. We've been anticipating that for a while. And then they showed Boyfriend Dungeon, and I was like, whoa, that's another game I've been anticipating for so long. Man, if the only one that I was thinking about at this point that they haven't shown yet was Axiom Verge 2. I can't imagine they'll show that next, and then lo and behold, the next one they show is that. So it's just... It was an insane sequence of three announcements. It's crazy that they packed these three games that all all three of which I'll I'll also say were on my most anticipated indies list of the year, getting revealed and released at once. It was unreal to see that. And we talked yeah. about all of them before. Mm-hmm, exactly. during Wholesome Games
1: and the last uh, Nintendo Indie showcase. There's been so
2: much anticipation building for these, and then Nintendo was just like, alright, you can have them all, right now. And all you reviewers who wanted to try out all these, well, too bad. <laughs> Pick and choose. I wanted too to review bad. all of these, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I will say this. This, uh, this. this announcement is the thing that finally pushed me into purchasing Axiom Verge. Nice. Uh, it's been on my wish list for literal years, and then it's like, okay, the sequel's out today. Okay, I guess I'll finally play this game. So I, uh, I'll have some thoughts on Axiom Verge one very soon, uh, <laughs> nice. as we gear up for the sequel. And next, this was the best. Uh, we saw a familiar face on the podcast, uh, on the, uh, on the during the direct, which was Celia Schilling, who was introducing Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. What a delight, friend of the show. So it was great to see her uh, talk about this, this new yacht club game. Kind of like a, what would you call it? Like a Candy Crush style game, but uh, Shovel Knight, with Shovel Knight yeah, mechanics. Adventure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except you know what she really didn't cool. talk about, Cameron? <laughs> Where's Shovel Knight <laughs> yes. Dig? Where oh, is boy. it? It's been I... so long. We we can't we can't hold her responsible for that or can we? No, we uh, can.
2: I'm going to ask her just so she can give us that same PR spiel once again. We're working hard on Shovel Night Day. and we appreciate you reaching out? So on and I'm so forth. I'm sure
0: I'm sure she's not tired of repeating that statement at all. <laughs> but uh, Pocket Dungeon looks really cool. It looks complicated. I was surprised at how it's really I was good. like, yeah, it looks. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like Typically in these kind of match-three games, you're like shifting gems around or or whatever, and then they explode. Or like Bubble Bobble, you're trying to line up specific colors or whatever. No, not Bubble Bobble, but Bust a Move, Bust a Move. But with this one, it looks like you actually have Shovel Knight on in the puzzle area, and he's like digging so that the, the rows will collapse onto each other. It, it looks like all the bosses are involved. Like I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw like plague knight in there polar knight was in there like i don't know maybe they all have different powers like it looks really cool
2: yeah it seems to really just be like elevated elevated candy crush really and that just uh, is a fantastic idea it's taking the typical i guess when you're playing these kind of match three games you're this omnipotent cursor moving around all the items on there but instead you are actually on the board and have to navigate through it and strategize a lot more Everything that Yacht Club does is fantastic, so I have high hopes for this one.
0: Yeah, it looks it looks really good. Unfortunately, just come out for a few months, so again, we got the the kind of vague this holiday. Uh, so hopefully it's, you know, hopefully they're talking about, like, Halloween. You know what I mean? That's probably the holiday they're referring to, right? Uh, <laughs> it's the universal you know. holiday, yes. <laughs> yeah, the universal holiday that we all know about. Um, and, uh, and again, this next one we are going to talk about uh, in depth at another time islanders which uh, mark you're you're playing you're playing that right now right i
1: didn't expect to sit down and play three hours of it today but i did oh my god and it is really 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 good it is such a fantastic surprise but we'll get into it another time but if you're curious in buying it it's like five dollars maybe six and i say go for
0: it it is just such a surprise yeah, I, I. It look again. It looks really beautiful. It kind of like some kind of a. It's like a city builder, right? Yeah, it is. It's a city
1: builder, except it's more casual and infinite. And it's just. I, we'll we'll talk about it next week. But it is just so interesting. It is such awesome. a great idea.
0: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I love that. So again, we should make it clear we're gonna come back. I know we're kind of skating through a lot of these, but we're gonna talk about pretty much every game that was announced in-depth at some point down the line. So stay tuned for more more thoughts on Islanders. Maybe next week, who knows? Probably.
2: Um,
0: the next one that was announced, I, I remember hearing about this forever ago, and to finally actually see gameplay of it got me so hyped. Uh, Metal Slug Tactics. I didn't know that I wanted tactics in my Metal Slug, but after seeing this trailer, I have confirmed that that's, that's all I want in this world. Is... Uh, Tactical metal slug. God, it looks really, really good.
2: I know. Um, nothing... I believe
1: this one was at a, a PlayStation showcase a it, while back. It was from the summer of gameplay. gaming, I thought. Yeah, that's oh, what sure. it was. Yeah, they yeah. showed gameplay there, but this showed definitely new stuff. Absolutely.
2: And I know nothing so about Metal Slug. Not a big fan Wait, of the what? series or the, I know what, what the series is, but I've never <laughs> played the game. Uh, you guys, you're killing me. Uh. I am killing you, yes, die. Um, but I saw Don Emu <laughs> I saw that Don Emu was involved and I'm I sold. On Lost it. It. I love everything, yeah. Exactly.
0: Wow. I that's shocking to me that you guys don't know about Metal Slug. To me it's I mean, Metal when Slug was is...
2: the most recent game in that series.
0: That doesn't matter. Have you have you been to a pizza parlor? Have you played an arcade game? Like, Metal Slug is freaking awesome. Every iconic. pizza parlor
2: um, I've been to that has an arcade just imports them from China, and they're just these weird boot <laughs> camp kind of games or these weird... Um, they're not the real Metal Slug kind of games, you know?
1: Metal Slug... Cameron, he saw .mu and thought of the upcoming Ninja Turtles, and that's all you need to get him hyped. Oh, that's It really <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah, honestly, really fair. Is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, all i got to know about Metal Slug is that it is... Uh, it's a run-and-gun game it's a run and gun it's kind of you know the style of contra like you're some characters running around on a 2d plane shooting everything that moves famously unbelievably beautiful animation uh the neo geo was able to produce this incredible animation for these games so to put it in a tactical setting is extremely unusual but it looks really freaking good I, i i don't know i it's great to me to see these characters that i know and love you know, busting out the heavy machine gun, busting out the, the the knife, but it's like, oh, they're doing it in a turn-based tactical situation. Like, yeah, I'm 100% here for it. Of course, I got a little bit, got to be patient because it doesn't come out until 2022, and we don't even know when in that situation. So that's kind of a shame, but uh, definitely something to look forward to. Can't wait to see more of that. The next one, this, wow. Uh, again, we had seen gameplay of this before, but it was nice to see a little bit more of it. Tetris Effect Connected. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Talk about it. I, I, ever, I We've One talked about this on the, the show before. best games I've ever played. Yeah. I, I never played Tetris Effect. So to have it come to Switch is like, okay, maybe it's time.
2: I was going to say, this is it's... a prime example of why you should never buy games on anything other than Switch. Because yes. <laughs> I was planning to buy this on PS5. I wanted to see it. I yeah. wanted to play it. But lo and behold Nintendo is just like, "Nah, we got you." And well, now it's coming I, to Switch. I, I
0: guess the I guess the question is will I double dip? It, yes. Well, <laughs> not even that, but like they're, you know, they're announcing this game has crossplay, this game has these new features, da da, da. It's like will it run well on the Switch is my concern because it's, you know, it's a beautiful game. Tetris Effect ever since it came out has been talked about as one of the best-looking and sounding games of this generation so far, or I guess I should say last generation. So, I'm hopeful that the Switch version is just as good, um, you know, on par with
2: everything else. So, I don't know. I mean, the footage I showed looked pretty solid. But of course, it's always possible that that could just be carefully curated and manicured footage that doesn't represent the of final course. product. But of course, of course. Early signs are looking pretty hopeful for now, at least.
1: Yeah, I think so it would be that- fine. It it looks a little less, like, detailed and stuff. Obviously, there's a lot less, like, particle effect going on, but I think it'll be fine. The art style, they can work with less. I was going to say,
0: it's the kind of of thing where you're not even going to notice if you're in handheld mode anyway, you know? If there's, like, a little less particle effects going on on screen, it's like, that's probably fine.
2: Maybe the particles Um, run at 30 frames a second rather than 60 frames.
0: (laughs) 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 That is probably accurate. Yeah. and that comes out soon. That comes out this October, October eighth. That one actually had a firm release date, which is kind of unusual mm-hmm. for the rest of the showcase. So that was
2: kind of cool. Comes
1: out the that. same day as a uh, Switch OLED and Metroid Dread. Oh, I didn't okay, even wait, think about that. Okay, that's
2: fantastic. Now that I think of it, this kind of game is a perfect showcase for, for the, the OLED, OLED screen. Yeah, wow, it is. Yeah, because Tetris really Effect is known for colors. Exactly. Well, there you go. Perfect. Did this did this game just sell me on a Switch OLED model?
0: Oh, maybe. No.
2: Campbell. I am gonna Incredible. be three hundred and fifty dollars poor. That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> we can get maybe maybe Gooma Stomp can uh, can fund that for you. Um, the other thing uh, I'm curious about it is they didn't say a price. I'm very probably, curious as to what the price. Will what, be. what is because it normally? Is, is, is it like a full price game? Is it normally? Like no, when it
1: released, I believe it was thirty. I remember oh, the game didn't sell well, like literally week really? one, and it got like a ten dollar discount, literally like the week after. So I got it new for $20 since so I was planning to pick it up the week after it released and that just so happened to work out even though I hope this game sells well clearly it did I mean it's getting a Switch port so
0: well there you go and of course once it hits the Switch it'll sell a gajillion copies so my, oh, yeah. my guess is 30 30 40 bucks but it probably it, you probably. probably won't see a you probably won't see a sale as good as $20 for a long time oh no I don't think yeah. that's going to happen again with Tetris effect yeah especially not on <laughs> not on a Switch uh, up next, there was just kind of a quick little sizzle reel uh, of a bunch of games that some are coming out today, some of them are coming out soon. I didn't get a great sense of Astroneer or uh, some of these other ones. Slime Rancher, that came out today, but I don't know anything about it. Something called Slime Hundred- Rancher is very old. Is it really? Oh, okay. Yes, well, it's
1: a very popular PC game. I don't know much about it. I have a few friends that have played through it, but um, it's sort of like a first-person puzzle-ish type of game.
0: It looks great. really good. good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get a great sense of it because it's such a, it was a quick. It was maybe like 15 yeah, it was seconds, very quick. Yeah, very quick. Uh, something called Hundred Days, which is a winemaking simulator. I, I've heard a little bit about this. It's kind of like a not quite a city builder, but you're like planning and developing like a winery kind of thing. So it's like learning how to grow good crops and stuff like that. So I, that sounds kind of interesting. Something called
2: Lumbear Jack. That name alone sold me on this game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean we gotta we gotta it doesn't come out till 2022 so we gotta wait a little bit longer for that one Lumbear jack something called curious expedition 2 some kind of rpg it looked like like a weird rpg and that comes out today so that's out already by the time you hear this and then the last one was gang Beast. we know a little bit about gang Beast already and that's coming out this fall 2021 that one's a strange one yeah, it's kind of like the, majority, the Full Guys ish mm-hmm. kind of game. Yeah. This is one of those, just, like,
2: YouTuber games, really. It's absolutely it strange. But the, game, his, 100%. Like, the history
1: of its publishing is really weird. Like, I'm curious as to what's going on with this version and who's actually making it. Because um, the studio who developed it, uh, Double Fine, was bought out by Microsoft.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Double Fine's still making and producing games. They got yeah, Sega yeah, yeah. 2 coming out. I'm just curious you know, as to what's up,
1: you know. What's up with this version and who's behind
2: it does this then count as another microsoft game on switch
1: uh, sure it was originally sure. on pc and playstation <laughs> so i'd say no <laughs>
0: well fair enough um and then the last one that they showcased looks really amazing it's called eastward
2: finally
0: and i know nothing about this campbell have you been showcasing this in previous spotlights
2: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it's been shown off and i want to say it's been in some other indie directs and chucklefish announced it i want to say a long time ago like it's been a few years in the making and they've been really dodgy with communication about it with showing off new trailers and gameplay of it but every time they've shown it off it just looks stunning and to finally see it get a concrete release date is such wonderful news because I had given up hope for it at this point. Really, for the past few Indie Worlds that Nintendo has announced, like Brendan and I usually we talk about it. So I'm like, oh, I hope this game shows up. This game doesn't show up. Um, we always bring up Eastward, and it almost never shows up. But this time, it did. It'll be so wonderful to actually have it in our hands and. Just see, it just looks gorgeous. It just looks like this wonderful Zelda-like adventure kind of game. Everything yeah. Chucklefish touches is quality. So let's hope that that trend keeps up with this one. Yeah, and
0: it's it pixelate kind of a 16-bit style graphics. To it an looks... extent, but overall yeah. 16-bit. Like no, I, no, I doubt that the well, SNES could like, run like this. The... That's fantastic. No, of course not. It's it's almost like that Octopath kind mm-hmm, of look where yeah. it, like it looks very lush and pixelated, but there's actually like probably a lot going on beneath the surface. It looks really, I mean, uh, it sounds trite, but it's like, yep, it looks amazing. Can't wait to play it. (laughs) That's kind of all my my Mm -hmm. thoughts about it. So I don't know. I thought it was a a really amazing showcase, and uh, it felt very purposeful, very pointed. Like, yeah, there was some stuff that we would have loved to see more information about, but I thought everything that was there looked genuinely great. There was not a single game where I was like, this looks bad, you know? Mm -hmm. I will say this.
2: I think that this was better than E3 this Direct yeah. was better <laughs> produced yeah? I'm glad that's not a controversial statement. Yeah, I, think Campbell's I think it's like, like, like
1: pacing-wise, yeah.
2: Exactly. Sure. Because with the E3 Direct, yeah, there were some fantastic announcements. Metroid Dread looks great. Breath of the Wild 2, you can't top that. But there were random arcade games getting announced. There was a Dragon Ball Z port announced that nobody was really caring about. Right, whereas this right. was just non-stop huge indie games, huge announcements as far as the indie sphere goes. Like, I was hoping that going into this we would be lucky if we got an update on axiom verge 2 or an update on garden story because those are so highly anticipated but instead we got information and release dates for so many of these big games all at yeah. once, all condensed in twenty minutes. It's fantastic. I was I had this show on in the background. I was working this morning and I thought, oh, I'll just see what cool indies get announced. But I was glued to it from the moment it started when they showed Bomber Cyberpunk, and it just kept me going till the very end. They yeah. the pacing was phenomenal this time around, and we are going to be so busy covering all this stuff.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the main thing. Is that uh, I I messaged. Uh... Uh, Brent our other indie games editor and Campbell today like yep you guys are about to be very busy after today because they just dropped 17 games just out of nowhere great 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 direct can't wait to see the next one probably not for a few months but uh, this was a really strong showing I thought I yeah
1: this might have been one of the best um, indie worlds so far I think
2: Mm -hmm. yeah I'll say that it was the best honestly the previous one that I thought was one of the best was the you know, the the direct that showed off Travis Strikes again for the first time, because that was a cool announcement at the time, but it didn't turn out to be that great of a game, at least as far as the reception goes. But this time around, I think that so far what we've played of these games that have been released is fantastic, and I have no reason to feel bad about any of the games that are forthcoming. There was just so much to love this time around. So yeah, so
0: a truly fantastic showcase and uh, obviously lots for us to play in the next couple of weeks so stay tuned as we get more coverage on a lot of these games that dropped today we're going to take a, a quick little break and then we're going to come back for the Mark Kalaroff show because Mark can finally talk about a bunch of stuff oh that man. has been embargoed so stay tuned and we will be right Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the experience that you've been having playing a little game called foreclosed i know one
1: thing about this year the cyberpunk genre is on fire as in it's collapsing <laughs> the building has lost all its structure and it's going down floor by floor because oh no this might be one of the worst games i've reviewed it's, it's, it's definitely wow. down there, it's deep down there. And it's a shame because Foreclosed has some of the coolest stylization I have ever seen in a video game. And it is such a shame because it just, the visuals overshadow everything else about this game. And I absolutely hate it for that reason because it is so well directed with visuals. It's just so great so foreclosed is a cyberpunk game where you play as a guy named evan kapnos and you're obviously in this future cyberpunk world and he wakes up one day and he finds out that his identity is being foreclosed so he's being stripped of really everything that he owns and he has to go to a court and on his way to the court he's almost assassinated and he gets caught into this huge conspiracy theory now i'd love to talk about what that conspiracy theory is but (laughs) The plot is so awful, I can't even explain it to you. Oh, wow. I can't even tell you what is the purpose of this game. I truthfully do not understand where this story is trying to go or what it's trying to accomplish. So it starts on a really high note. You have this chase sequence. Um, It's a comic book-inspired game. So what it does is... It's inspired by uh, Frank Miller and Jeff Darrow's... um, It's called Hard Boiled, which was like a Sin City, cyberpunk-type comic. It was three issues Mm. from the 90s. Um, There's also some inspiration from, like, Batman and Metal Gear Solid and all these other different inspirations. But... It, it's just all over the place
0: so so what what kind of game is it i'm looking at some screenshots right now and i'm it kind of It is an a hard action time. adventure game and okay. i think the closest comparison
1: for gameplay wise is if someone mixed um, Deus Ex Machina with a little bit of the original Metal Gear Solid which sounds right up my oh, alley oh yeah it but sounds very it's cool. a complete failure the gameplay on almost every level it's a repetitive tedium of you do the same thing you go into a room you get caught into a shootout and you only have one weapon which is your pistol and then you have your cybernetic implants which are a few different abilities which don't even matter because the goal is to just shoot everyone in the end so you might as well get the abilities that allow you to just instantly kill everyone since everything is almost like unlockable from the start. Practically everything so you might as well go for the instant kill stuff There's no reason to get any of the other upgrades and every upgrade is almost the same amount of points It's like one or two points each and experience is gained by just killing everybody So it's so poorly thought out and there's no purpose to using just about any of the abilities They give you which is such a shame because you have your cybernetic abilities and then you have upgrades to your gun and the upgrades to the gun Suck they I I can't even tell you how many times I look through all six of them and I just said, okay, I want more bullets. And like, that's it. Just give me bullets and armor piercing. I can't deal with anything else. It's all so annoying how it's all dealt with.
0: Wow, that sounds really rough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then you have the puzzles. After you get into a shootout, there's always like a puzzle, which is either find four switches and turn them on, or, with the switches, you have to input a, uh, a randomized button pattern with the D-pad, which is usually, since it involves four digits, it's usually up, down, left, or right, and it's usually, like, two of one of those, and it's, it gives you, like, ten seconds to input it, and it's the easiest thing in the world what an odd what an odd design choice. Ooh, and then so, I'll go I'll go even further before you ask any questions. So, the gameplay has no accessibility options. So the amount of times you get stuck in a cover spot and you need to shoot on the other shoulder of yourself. Like, you know how in Uncharted you just click down the trigger and it switches to the Nathan Drake's other shoulder? Sure. Like every every third-person shooter should have that, right? This maybe game yeah, doesn't have. Mo- yeah, I'd say most and it's to impossible do, yeah. to work
0: with. Oh, jeez.
1: So you can get caught in a hallway, and since you're trapped, I think you're trapped on the right side. No, is it the left side? Yeah, you're shooting from the left side, and if you're on the right, you're absolutely screwed. You have to walk into the firing zone. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that, uh, that
0: sounds rough, man. And it's a and shame the game's because... not hard.
1: It's not a hard game. Like, you get killed for the stupidest reason. It's because you have barely any health, and you have to walk out into a fire zone. You have no
0: choice. Wow. So it's, so it's not, it's not, it's like trying to be a cover shooter, but it's like not very successful at it. It's not, it's not at all. The stealth sections are
1: actually really great, which they involve the simple puzzles, but they're so quick and easy and just so nice and consolidated that they're actually pretty good. They have their problems, but compared to the steaming dumpster fire that is the cover shooting is like, it's (laughs) leagues better. It's my, I would have rather had this being a whole stealth game. At least that would have been good.
0: You know, do you have the, do you have the option to play it like a stealth game or you have to engage in the cover, the firing?
1: There are some stealth elements during the third person shooting, except it's honestly like so minor because it's It's hard to work with the the layouts and just the amount of options you have. It looks like you have a lot of variety, but in reality you don't and it's because the mm. placement of the guards after you set one off, the whole room goes off and then there's no stealth to it and it's not like you can hide and then they'll like try and find you. There's nothing like that. Everyone just starts shooting at you
0: wow so so it sounds like even if you want to to try to engage in some of these other systems, it's kind of like funneling you into something else shooting yeah. The whole yeah. thing is
1: shootout, 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 puzzle, puzzle, exposition, shootout. That's the whole game.
0: Wow. Which, like, to be, I mean, to, be to be clear, that can be great if it's well executed. Oh, but yeah. But this one, oh, yeah. it, just, it, misses, no, it this fumbles it, it sounds like. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it fumbles it all over the place. Every single aspect of the gameplay is just so off and so unwell thought out. But then you have the visuals. And this game is not only very great, like, just... It just looks very great the stylization of it it clearly looks like it is the closest game to replicating a comic book the way it utilizes its different panels and the angles and showcasing you different cutscenes from multiple perspectives it's all great but the thing is and even the transitions to gameplay are fantastic it's instantaneous but just the gameplay is so bad
0: (laughs) wow yeah that's that's a shame uh because again as you've said many times it does look really cool it's like the music good is there any like that stuff? oh yeah wrong? the music the soundtrack is so short but it's great what they have mm. yeah I mean it's it's always a hmm, it's always a shame when you have this great cool sounding premise great visual style great soundtrack and then like you know the game part of it doesn't quite come together that's that's a that's always a shame
1: and the voice acting sucks I, I don't <laughs> I don't know too. who's who's doing the voices in this, and is it I like want to in- tell them. Is it, like, intentionally they phoned it in. over the... phone. <laughs> they phoned it in, yeah. So it's not, like, so bad. It's good. It's just bad. It's just bad. It sounds yeah. like... Imagine a gritty action hero, right? Yep, okay, you know what the main character sounds like. Now imagine a businessman that's snobby and has <laughs> a secret plan. You know what sure. exactly what they sound like. It is so stereotypical with no wow. imagination. It's just... Such a shame. It's such a yeah. shame because this game could have been so great, but it has no refinement to its gameplay or just even the audio. They sometimes use like these random sounds that like you'll see in like YouTube videos and stuff and it's so just <sighs> Wait, you're saying that they use like <laughs> clip
2: audio basically? <laughs>
1: yeah like stock you know stock audio you usually find in like a like you know that traditional like the gunshot whenever it's like shots fired back for like a joke or something i'm I'm pretty sure they use that for the title screen in this
2: oh that's perfect i'm just imagining like stock audio of people booing that kind of stuff (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like that would be more appropriate for the game based on what you're describing oh certainly oh man wow
0: well, let's 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 try to bring it up a little bit. What do you say? Unless you say anything else, you want to <laughs> you want to dunk on before we oh, move on. Oh
1: no, I, I'm done with this game. Emerge Games, <laughs> if you're hearing this, uh, you screwed up. But your visual <laughs> stylization Yikes. is Directly fantastic.
2: insulting your our listeners, that's perfect if they yeah. are listening. But yeah, that is. Well, they, they should hear the truth
1: because they created yeah. a beautiful looking game, and the, just the cinematic direction of it is fantastic. It's the closest I've ever seen to a comic book. I've played games like. Liberated. And of course, there's games like Mad World and Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, but those aren't comic book adaptations. Those have aspects that are inspired by comic books. That's what I love about Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. It's the cutscenes that play like motion comics, and they've even turned the first two games into motion comics, and they're phenomenal. But the thing is, they were never focused on being a comic book game. They just had that style for their cutscenes.
0: Well, there you go. And this
1: game is just. A disaster it's all over the place I if it's on sale for a buck maybe two I'd say it's maybe worth flipping through but
0: you know I mean that's that's about as about as much as you can say about it it sounds like um so what's what's next on the agenda Mark why don't you, why don't you bring it up a little bit
1: Ooh, let's talk about a fantastic game a fantastic game Greek yeah, Graham, Memories yeah. of Azure. <laughs> Kanye game would be appropriate
2: for the name. So Yeah, there this
1: game is phenomenal. It is one of the best games I've played this year. I love Greek oh, Memories of Azer. Uh Campbell played it. Did you play it at PAX East? PAX South?
2: I played it at PAX South, and I really enjoyed it back then, for sure. Although, I wouldn't say that it was mind-blowingly great at the time. It was just a solid Metroidvania back then. So, it sounds like they really... They really took it up a notch by the time the final release came around.
1: Oh, yeah. So, Greek Memories of Azer is about how this um, this faction named the Urlag, I believe it's pronounced, and they're coming down onto the world of Azer, and this race of magical beings called the Koran are trying to do a last-minute escape by airship, except the main character, Greek, um loses track of his brother and sister so the goal is to reunite with your siblings and help the Korans finish building their airship it's a very simple premise works very well the idea is that you control three characters at once and you basically just solve puzzles and go through combat and it's super refined it's inspired by this old super nintendo game called the lost vikings and it's also inspired by um ubisoft's child of light for like the art style has great cinematic direction Gameplay is great. It's very hard to master because you really have to experiment, but there's a lot of checkpoints, which is great because sometimes like the solution to fighting an enemy is just like running into them and slicing them with your sword, which you wouldn't Mm. really think of doing. You'd think that running into them would hurt you, but you just kind of have to experiment, and it's great that they give you a lot of checkpoints, and it's a very short game. It's about five to six hours, depending on your skill set. There's some challenging puzzles. It's not the most difficult game,
0: but it's really great. It does look really, really beautiful. I'm just looking at some screenshots right now. And I, I know nothing about this game. I, I unfortunately did not get a chance to play it at a previous expo or anything like that. It kinda of, tell me if I'm incorrect here. Is there any have you guys played Trine? Yeah. Any of the no, Trine I games? Didn't. Yeah, is I've there played like, all four of them. You played all four is there like Trine elements to this game where you're like swapping between the three characters or or no? You control all three
1: characters. You control one at a time, but you have access to all yeah. three of them simultaneously. Yeah, yeah so you be, okay. yeah, yeah. You have to pay attention primed. to all them because they could be hurt at any time. So you sort of just have mm-hmm. to, like, instantly swap between mm-hmm. them. So that's, awesome. that's just how the game works. Is oh, the three it, is characters, I'll say, are different. Greek is like a swordsman. He's a bit on the younger side compared to his older brother, Raedel. And Raedel is like a heavy swordsman who has a shield and a grapple hook. And then you have um, their sister, Adara, who looks like a chibi version of Zelda.
0: And yeah. she has like magical powers. Right, in this in the screenshot here, she's she's clearly like you know like uh, Jean Grey from X Men, like floating mm-hmm. in the air with power yeah. you know power blasts coming out of her arms. Yeah, really she cool.
1: can use levitation and swim yeah. super fast.
0: Awesome, so, uh, God, it looks really good. Um, sorry, now I'm, now I'm getting like sucked into. St- these screenshots so (laughs) and then i
1: will there's one more thing i wanted to say which is campbell mentioned this before it is sort of a metroidvania it's more like a side scroller there is some backtracking but not too much i wouldn't call this a metroidvania because it doesn't have like skill trees or any of that stuff Mm. greek does learn new moves along with radel and um adara But there's nothing like you unlock like... It's not like Castlevania Symphony of the Night where you have like 13 different moves to unlock for Alucard. This is a type of game where you have about three or four moves to unlock each. Um, Greek is cool because he sort of trains you how to use Radel by going through the lessons, which is really satisfying when you get to unlock Radel. It's a shame he's sort of towards the end of the game, but it's fine because they utilize him enough. So just the whole thing
0: is great. Is it a... Is it a long game? How, how big how long is the game?
1: No, it's about uh
0: 5 to 7
1: hours should oh, take. Oh, perfect. Music to oh. my ears. Mark, you're saying all the right things. And speaking of the music, the girl who did the soundtrack, I don't know why I'm going blank on her name, but fantastic score. I wish it was longer though. She works for 343 Industries. I don't know what oh, her nice. name is, yeah. but okay. whoever it is did just a phenomenal job i really wish they gave her a longer score though like i wish she made more for the game because they kind of reuse the main theme a lot which can kind of get annoying except it's so good it's just it's hard to get upset especially when you know this game was made by
0: four people so mm. wow that's always again i just watching some 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 gifs here and some uh Gifts GIFs, I should say. I uh, was watching stay, some man. gameplay. Uh, okay, all right. Everybody relax. I um, was no. watching some, some, <laughs> no uh, some gameplay footage here, and it does look really, really incredible. I didn't know it was such a tiny little team. Yeah, and it's a studio in Mexico.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I remember when I played it at PAX, I found out about it because I got a PR email From I think it was like the Mexican game developers booth or some sort of like event they were doing at the show floor. So it was something I had never heard of at that point. Um, But it really grabbed my attention because of how beautiful it looks and looking at the trailers, just seeing how fluid the gameplay seemed. It just it looked fantastic. It was fun to play. And I'm really glad to hear that the final product has turned out as well as it has. It seems like a solid one wish
1: about this game I have, which is Mm -hmm. I wish it had more story. Because they mm, give you some, wow. like, dialogue texts you can find through books about the Erlag faction and the Korins. And just the whole world they built is just, like, so interesting that I just wish there was kind of more story to it. Because it's just really, like, to the point. Like, save your siblings and get the heck out of there on the airship mm. to the Promised Land. Which, you know, it's fine. It's, it's still really good. But well, I just wish I- there was more to it.
0: I, I would rather have – I mean, you, tell me if you agree. I would rather have a story that ends a little abruptly than something that's, like, overly explained, overly long. You know what I mean? i I'd rather Oh, no, do no. Nothing. I'm not saying yeah.
1: it has to be, like, overly explained and stuff. I just wish we got more between, like, the siblings and their relationship mm, because mm-hmm. clearly they all, like, deeply, deeply care about each other. And I kind of just wish we got to see more of that yeah understandable yeah well there's a great the greatest scene in the game is when they all reunite which obviously isn't a spoiler you play as three characters but (laughs) it's just such (laughs) it's just such a great scene the way it's all the way it transitions from a cutscene to the boss battle to the it's just all so well done
0: awesome and uh i mean we we should we should they got to leave something for Greek too, you know what I mean? So they got to leave. Oh yeah, little. It, whether it's yeah. a
1: prequel about how this land came under attack from the faction, or a sequel about you know the promised land. No matter what it is, I hope there's more.
0: Yeah, awesome, great. Well, that's that's lovely, and it sounds like uh, it sounds like you've just genuinely enjoyed every every part of that game. Yeah, the ending. I I will say this: the
1: ending puzzle is very difficult. So be prepared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. But
1: uh but yeah, the, this game there wasn't a single second where I was bothered by it or wasn't enjoying my time.
0: It's just a really great game. It's so nice to to hear that. I mean, we I know we like, obviously, it's. We can't love every game that we play. It's just not possible. Like, mm-hmm.
1: I think. And this game three... doesn't break, like, creation barriers or stuff like that. It's not, like, innovative. It just refines those ideas yeah. that you found it's in like... Lost Viking and Child of Light. And it just you know, puts them together, and it does it really well. And, and that's what's great about and it. And I'll
2: just say Child of Light was an absolutely phenomenal game that I'm still disappointed Ubisoft hasn't put out a sequel or any other games of that style yet. So as always, leave it to the indie developers to pick up where the AAAs yeah. aren't going to satisfy. So it's wonderful to see a game like this come out. Yeah, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree. Um,
0: is there any other... Any other things we need to talk about uh, game wise before we wrap up the show today, and we end, we're kind of you know like as we talked about you know off mic, we're kind of ending on a high note. I think that's probably appropriate, right?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I would talked about get packed, which is a great game, but it's sadly not on Nintendo systems. Maybe it will be in the future. It's from Coatsync, which I hope it will be, but. That one was really good. Well, there, there, was, was a, 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 there was at least uh, one.
0: There was at least one coat seat game announced during the Indie World Direct. So it would. That shock was Islander, if... which that I, I or not.
1: Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, that was Islander. But
0: it's it's fantastic, as I said before. We'll talk yeah, yeah. about it next week, though. But
2: until Get go. Packed comes to Switch, it is dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, Campbell, Campbell said it best. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that that. I think we
0: could wrap it up there, then. it's uh, Thank you so much for listening, as usual. I've been your host, Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing over at Goombastomp.com. Most recently, I wrote a... Listen, I'm back on that Hades, uh, as usual. The game comes out to uh, Xbox and PlayStation this, this week. By the time you hear this, it'll probably be out on those other consoles. So I wrote some stuff about Hades, uh, a couple of pieces. Make sure you check that out. And a little... A little bit of an indie spotlight on a, on a Vita game, which is, again, always always what I want to talk about. So make sure you check that out. I'm also on Twitter. I'm at ActionDaxon. Mark, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at the TheMarkel, and of course I'm
1: on Twitter and Instagram, that's Mark with the C and Cal with a K. You can find my recent review of Marvel What If? Episode 1, which is phenomenal, you should definitely check that out, speaking of comic book related stuff. Uh, you can check out my reviews for Foreclosed and why you should buy it at $1 or maybe a little more, if you're interested in that somehow. And then Greek Memories Vazor, go get it. You can read my review. Um, it should be up this Friday. By the time you're obviously hearing this, it'll be up. Uh, I have my review for Get Packed, which Get Packed was phenomenal, as usual. Code Sync, they're great. And then one other thing I have is my review for the Pokemon manga. Sword and Shield just came out. Viz Media gave me a very early copy to take a look at. And that one's really good.
0: Awesome. And uh, Campbell, what about you? Where can people find you on the internet?
2: You can find me on Twitter at CampbellSGill, uppercase CSG, and of course you can find me on LinkedIn as well at CampbellGill. Please give me a connection, let's network, let's build some professional connections sometime. Um, but if you don't want to be all that professional and read some games writing, you can find my work on Um I got nothing recently, I've been lazybones I guess, um, but I do have some articles coming up in the very near future about Boyfriend Dungeons, some other wonderful indie and Nintendo related stuff, so please keep an eye out for all of those
0: wonderful and of course an express is also on twitter we are at N express nintendo and on youtube as well maybe someday we'll start doing uh some live action podcast recording who knows uh, you can see me sweat profusely for an hour at a time <laughs> uh we are at i think N-Express. we all want to see that yeah, and we don't. Uh, <laughs> please God, no. Uh, the Unexpress Nintendo Podcast on YouTube, and we are at Express Nintendo on Twitter. We are available to download and play on the podcast platform of your choice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those other ones. Rate right and review us, more engagement, it's better for everybody. And I believe... Uh, Mark, edit this if this is incorrect. I think Stop is hiring some games writers. Is that true? Yes. We are looking Excellent. for specifically Nintendo
1: writers. If you like analyzing Nintendo stuff and you want to write for us about retro, modern, just games in general, maybe some systems, come join our team. You can look at the um, Join the Team button. It's towards the top of the website. You'll definitely find it. We're also looking for a Fire Emblem writer. So
0: if you like Fire oh. Emblem, check us out. Interesting. Uh, yeah, what a, yeah, I think that's... That, that would be awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So yeah, make sure you, you look at that over on gumastomp.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.